And welcome to the Solopreneur Business Patriot Podcast. This is Scott Harris, Constitutional Patriot. And what I'm going to do today, this is like a special broadcast, uh, podcast episode. This is, um, I'm going to introduce, um, this is to the introduct the um, LJDN podcast radio.com fam, um, uh, listeners to one of my uh, podcast app um, applications. The Solopreneur Business Patriot podcast is found wherever podcasts are found. Uh, pay, uh, um, well, it's on, it's on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Um, so check those out on the Solopreneur Business Patriot podcast. The Solopreneur Business Patriot podcast is a podcast about business in general, but um, and more precisely how it affects the individual business owner who's a one-person business. That's the focus of it. And there's tax tips, there's there's tools that single people, single solopreneurs need to use. So check those out today um, on the uh, Solopreneur Business Patriot Podcast. I'm going to be talking about pa- basically general business economic activity that relates um, in the overall scheme of things to all business. Um, all self-employed people, mostly in mostly part of it dealing with directly in certain parts of the country and in California about how the state of California is using federal regulations or state regulations to target conservatives that they don't like. So that is one aspect of what is going on. So that so that is so that that's part of that. So let's get started. On the Solopreneur Business Patriot, but before we get in there, I would like to point out that um, Scott Harris Tax—that's um, th- my business, Scott Harris Tax—is going through a transformation. Scott Harris Tax is um, is becoming, is blossoming into Harris Group Services. Scott Harris Tax will be one aspect of my business that's the same quality, uh, high-level customer service that I give when I do my ta- my clients' tax returns. We'll, but we'll be adding um, insurance services, multi-line insurance services, life, health, and property casualty. Those are all in the process of going through, through a remote agency service. I'm going to be expanding my tax business into remote where I could do taxes from people from all over the country so that that part is going to be expanding into that as well and I also have um, some things I'm going to get into I have I'm going to talk about the other things that I do besides taxes and the the other business options Um, I'm going to go into that will be a section of my podcasting that I that I refer to as Whiskey and Freedom Game Together section, and that is basically talking about my novel writing. So I'm going to go talk about what that in that section later in the podcast. So let's get started on that, shall we? And we're back. Uh, 
uh, we're back to the con to the Solopreneur Business Patriot podcast, and what we're going to be doing today is, and when we're um, so today on the con- on the Solopreneur Business Patriot podcast, we're going to have I have two videos that I want to get started um, today. Is first of all, I'm going to talk about how. One of the things that affects all business is um, is basically government corruption and government regulations and using government regulations to hinder business that affects business and and because basically for my industry I'm a tax preparer in California and there are regulations within the California. Co- regulation code that I have to follow that basically are harmful to my business. They target me to basically lose customers. They want to de- it's a, to destroy my industry and to destroy my business. And it's in it and that's what they're doing. And that's a le- and, and and it's serious. I mean, I have basically I have to tell my customers that they can get my services for free. I have to tell them that. Um, I should not be responsible to tell them that they can, you know, they can go to someone else. They're coming into my customers. I should be able, required to provide good, honest service to my customers. But I should not be able to, oh, you can go to this government agency and they will do what I do for you for free. That's what happens. And and it's and if I don't do that, if I don't tell them that and have them sign a paper, I'm commi- I can go to jail. This is ridiculous. First of all, the, the those people that at that government agency that they have doing it, they are non-licensed tax payer. They don't even have the same license I have to do taxes, to do other people's taxes. They don't. They're not required to meet the same. Uh, continuing ed requirements and the 60-hour class that I had to take and the 20 hours every year to do it, they're not required to do it. They're students, okay? Or or they're basically bureaucrat government employees at the IRS. And I could tell you as from working at the IRS, none of those people know know about taxes. They don't know how to do taxes. It's seriously, I the, some of the, the some of the most stupid, ignorant people I've ever met, are people that were there at the IRS when I worked there. So what we're going to do here is, and this one is, we're going to talk about mostly. This is dealing with, um, basically, the appearance of government corruption. Okay, you have trying to meet with government officials that basically are supposed to supervise regulatory action against a certain industry, meeting with donors to, to, to basically get the regulations and the policies that they want. Okay, so basically this is, this is blatant government corruption, and it's at a hearing in the Senate hearing on the Senate Energy Committee, holds a hearing on federal... Um, Energy uh, Regulatory Commission. This is the this basically one of the problems we're having in today's economy is basically shutting off of oil production, shutting off gas production, massively high um, diesel fuel that raises the price of all products and goods and services in the economy, 
and this is a the the EPA trying to work with donors to basically move to a green energy. Um, this is total corruption from from the get go. Senator Cortez Masso asked uh, on this ethics issue. Can we just go down the line? I know what the answer is as it respects. This so. is an ethics issue of them violating the ethics of basically non part of non bias. Right. This is this is what that is showing the that the that the regulatory commission um, is completely biased. Basically, it's referred to in political science as a captured agency by a special interest. Uh, Ms. Clements, but for the rest of you, Chairman Phillips, do you speak to industry groups to donor meetings behind closed doors of donors who donors who have a special is a special political interest? to capture basically the policy agenda setting for a agency. This is this is what they're referring to in this. And this is 100% corruption on the if the, the Democrats basically are not even hiding the fact anymore. You may have financial interest in your industry. No yes, sir. Uh, next. No. You can go ahead. I didn't speak at at a donors meeting. There was no donating happening and you don't have to take my word for it. You can talk to my agency ethics official. Yeah, well, see, she didn't speak at a donor meeting, but actually it was advertised. The meeting she was at was advertised as a donor meeting. It was advertised as a meeting for donors. Okay, so if that's not a donor meeting, then what is? If the agency, if the, if the organization she's speaking at, they are describing it as a donors meeting, as a special don as a special donors meeting. Then what is it? Oh, I there was no co money collected. Probably not why she was in the room. But you don't you don't you're not going to have a donors meeting and not collect money from donors. Duh. Dumbass is to Democrats as air is to breathing. Once again, dumbass is to Democrats as air is to breathing who see, saw no problem and has not seen any problem with any of the meetings I've taken during my time. Yeah, the ethics person in her agency is basically works for her and the Biden administration, so that's, oh, that's a legitimate. <laughs> so stupid. These these Democrats are, are so completely ignorant on basically what reality is. But it, it was a funder. It was a, it was a meeting of funders, donors. Meeting you're, you're... of funders, meeting of donors. <laughs> oh man, she's so stupid. You're saying that there were no donations solicited, right? These are policy-focused foundations who participate in the sector by making grants, just like PE shops. Um, yeah, these are special interest groups who have funders who lobby government for a special interest who raise money from funders to pay for the lobbying. <laughs> so she was at a meeting of funders. I mean, she's trying, is she, she cannot be this stupid. Please tell me that she's not this ignorant. She's not this foolish. She's not this Phil. She is not this completely insane. To, uh, to try to justify this. But, you know, um, yeah, there we go. Make investments just like CEO utilities make investments. 
there was no inappropriate conversation that took place. If I, well, if, if I can interrupt just one second, maybe. Oh, see, he, okay, imagine. Okay, this is, this is, okay. The person that is speaking is imagine he's from 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 West Virginia. He, um, he is basically he's a Democrat, but pay, pretty much he's coming up for re election in twenty twenty four. He's basically his support in his home state is practically non existent. I mean the 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 independents that basically got him elected, none of them want him back. There are even Democrats in his home state. That that basically say he's a he's he's basically persona non grata. Okay, he is <laughs> he's he's almost literally not even welcome in his home state by a vast vast majority of not just Republicans but a vast majority of the population, according to many, some reports. Okay, so so have that understanding. What he's trying to basically thread a needle of of basically. You know that th that they're both right, right? Trying to find a find a solution that they both can basically say what they're. It is absolutely hilarious. If if you're a political wonk like me, this is this is this is hilarious. Both will pay attention. This will pay. So pay attention. To make sure I understand. I think what's the, what we're what the senator's trying to get to. Did any of you know you're going to a donor sponsored event? So he's trying to say, well, it was a donor sponsor event, but did you know you were actually going? That you were actually going to be speaking at a sponsored donors event? Okay, so basically he's, he's basically asking, are you completely incompetent and foolish and completely incompetent at your job? Or are you corrupt and biased in your job? So basically this is the question he's asking. There's going to be donors. My goodness, special interest is everywhere. You know, everybody's. But going and speaking in generalities of what you do, what your thoughts are, and what the you all probably have all been in those, and you don't you you didn't go and solicit saying, "Well, I'm going to a, a donor to give them a little bit of red meat, what they want, so they'll give more." Is that correct? Is that is that what you're going to? Say? Well, I, I'm disturbed. And so basically. Uh, He's trying to find a basically happy medium so we can like just shut this crap down because we don't want to highlight the complete corruption of the Democratic Party. Right? That's what he's trying to do here. And, and at the same time, instead of being like Nader, who basically shuts down and basically kicks the uh, when 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 Nancy Pelosi was Speaker in the House side, Nader, when he was Chairman, he would basically shut him down and kick him out of the meeting, right? And shut him down and wouldn't let him ask questions. But he's not doing this, even though because the the House is pretty much almost fifty fifty split, right? And he's in trouble with his home state, even the Democrats in his home state. Um, and the moderates in his home state. He he is he is he most likely will not be coming back to the Senate after the after these elections. That's how that's how serious this is for him. Okay, and that's and that's one aspect that he has to get through. Disturbed by the idea that, that anybody, and this is why I was I was worried when Senator Cortez Masso asked the question. Everybody answered yes. I just want to be sure that we're not going to events. That are funders only events. Funder means donor. That are donor events. You mean advertisers? See, so so that's what it is. Is he's basically trying to highlight 
the corruption of these government executive, of these government people that basically are going to executive branch. The executive branch is supposed to be, when you, when you were an executive, you, you are to enforce the laws that are passed by the legislature. You are to do that in a nonpartisan way. Even though the executive branch is headed by the Democratic Party in the executive branch of the White House, but the bureaucracies, the bureaucracies that exist are to enforce the regulations and the laws of that bureaucracy in a nonpartisan way. That's where they fail. That's where they fail. And now this is another example of, of Democrat corruption where in the state of California, which is run by dumbass insanity people, they are basically using um, California tax return law to target Trump. And if they can target Trump, they can target other people, and they're actually doing this. They are actually, there's laws for people who are wealthy, who leave the state, they're going to give you are forced to pay a 1.5% tax for the next 10 years after you've left the state. It's completely 100% unconstitutional and will not stand it does not stand up in court. Right? Cuz if you are no longer in the state of California and you leave the state of California and you take everything with you and you leave the state of California, they're going to tax all of your wealth, all of your income that you've make in another state and tax you on it. They don't have the authority to do that. A state cannot tax your worldwide income. They can only tax the income that is earned within that state. That's the limitation they have. But the state of California thinks they can do whatever the hell they want. That they don't have to apply with federal law. Right? You cannot tax income that is not made in this state. If you are if you are if if you leave the state and you work for a job and you're an engineer or you're a tax preparer or whatever or an insurance salesperson and you sell and you make no money you're living in another state and you are making no money from this state you do not have to pay income tax when you live in another state on uh, on California income tax you do not have to do that you pay your residence you pay the tax federal law you pay the income tax on the income of your residency state the state that you are residents in, right? And only if you lived in, if see, when you have to pay multiple state taxes, that's like, oh, you spent so many months in this state, you moved to this state, you spent four months in this state, then you, you're moving around and, you're, and you do three or four. I had a client, a tax client, that, ha that lived in, in one year, he lived in four states. He lived in, he lived in Texas and three other states. He did not have to file a tax return for Texas because they don't have state tax returns. But in those other three states, he, he had to pay income tax on the income that he earned while he was living in that state. But he did not have to pay income for his total income, only the income that was, made, that was, that was earned while he was in that state. That's the law, not what California wants to do because so many people are leaving California. There's a, there's a $350 billion tax uh, deficit every year, 
and it's basically be, it's totally due to the policies of the of the Democrat Party. So here, here's here's we have targeting, targeting conservatives, Donald Trump. That's what we have here. Okay, why isn't this point? Reaction: The president's attorney, Jay Sekulow. Quick on that. The bigger picture is yep. we have real collusion uncovered. We have a real quid pro quo, and once again, it's a boomerang. Right. Yeah, so, the, you know, this is the ongoing pattern and practice of trying to, to basically shred the Constitution. So what California tried to do was add a requirement to the Constitution so that if you didn't produce your tax returns, you do not appear on the ballot. We challenged that in federal court. The court indicated last week that they were likely to rule in our favor. The ruling just came down. The president... You have to realize that this was three years ago. Okay, I'm just pointing this out. This is basically one of this this is not current this is old okay this is this is 3 years ago this is the for the election okay but what i want to point out is they're trying to basically attack conservatives by by doing unconstitutional illegal acts this is a this is a this is what the democrats do on a regular basis is we don't like what you have to say one shut you down two silence you three remove your your ability to run for office um, once you're once you're running for office to make to cheat lie steal and commit crimes to keep you from winning this is what democrats do this is what democrats do and democrats are evil Central tact and transparency and accountability act is declared unconstitutional it violates the freedom of association, the presidential qualification clause, and equal protections of the law. The court then issued the following order. The defendants, that is the state of California, are enjoined from enforcing provisions of the Presidential Tax Transparency and Accountability Act, requiring candidates for president to disclose their tax return as a condition of appearing on California's presidential primary ballot. Now, I'll tie this right into, Sean, uh, what we are, what you had mentioned in your monologue, and that is this issue of the president uh, calling heads of state regarding this ongoing investigation of how the... Okay, that's, we're getting into some other stuff here, but I just wanted to point that out. I just wanted to point that out. And when we're going to come back, I'm going to come back with... Whiskeys and Freedom Gang Together section of the Constitutional Patriot Podcast, um, Solopreneur Business Patriot Podcast, and pretty much all of my podcasts. So this is a separate section called Whiskey and Freedom Gang Together. So we're going to pause for that.
back with the Whiskey and Freedom Gang Together section of the Constitutional Patriot Supplemental Podcast, Solo Fenor Business Patriot Podcast. Now, in um, what we're, what I'm going this aspect of my podcasting is basically talking about. Um, my novel writing. Um, it's one of the um, areas I would say business that I'm doing. I have several novels that are in production right now, and the one that I'm editing that I'm doing rewrites on is a book that I referred to um, in several different names during its production. Was um, it basically the start of a new life was the first title. Then it was the Ryan's Chronicles of the Ryan Family, um, and then this the title is now it might change but it's the ultimate betrayal and the way I do my writing I'm holding up before the red pill cam is I have these uh, Claire Fontaine um, a5 journals the paper is absolutely fantastic and how I do it as I write with fountain pens and I'm holding up three of the fountain pens that I use right now and these, I use fountain pens, and I write in my, these journals, I basically just write the story. And what I do is, this is the main plot, the main story going through that I write in the, in the handwritten form. There's, whenever you're reading a story, reading a book, there's all these subplots. There's, there's, there's plots about, the characters about uh, what, the, why the characters are the way they are, um, the 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 other plots about the interaction of, of other characters. Those those aspects are very limited when I'm doing the handwritten version. It's just the main plot, the main storyline um, in the handwritten version. Okay. Now, the Ryan saga, um, The Ultimate Betrayal, is basically a book. The, the story is, it's about a family, the Ryan family, who is basically one of seven families that, date, that have been, has had family members in the United States Marine Corps since the creation of the Marine Corps. They date back. There's these seven families. And, um, and every generation, they have somebody in the Marines um, because they love this country and they have a service mindset to, to serve the country. And they're patriots. Okay, And so this is basically the, the core values that they have in that country. So what we have here is um, the, the basically a family, a military family. Okay. Well, this, the father, the head of the family is Timothy Ryan. Timothy Ryan, he basically, um, he was, he was a Marine. He was, he was 19 years old when he was a um, embassy guard in London at the U.S. Embassy in London, and he met Robin. Uh, Robin was um, the niece of a uh, Marine, a, a Royal Marine general, and um, a director of the counterterrorism um, unit at MI6, and. 
he went to the Marine Corps birthday uh, ball, and his wife, this general, he's also an, a member of the of the British peerage, an earl. He took his wife was sick, so he took his niece, who was just turning eighteen years old, and and so they went to the party, and. Uh, uh, Ryan, Timothy Ryan was there, the young um, private first class, and he re- saw her, and it was love at first sight, okay? Um, he, he basically was basically embarrassed, and they, the other people were teasing him to go, uh, to go and uh, ask her to dance, and, and, he, and, and the general, um, he went up there and asked the general if he could ask her to dance, and he says, "Well, it took you long enough, Private." Um, and so they went and danced, and then from pretty much from then on, they spent every minute um, together. And um, before he was to be transferred back to the states, he asked her to marry him, and she said yes. He asked permission, but because she had two older brothers. That because she was actually her father was a hereditary baron, and so because she wasn't going to inherit any titles, um, they approved it, and so she went to America, and they were married, and he was transferred to different places around the around the world. Now, see the Ryan family; they have a big old ranch in Texas that they've been adding to for generations after generations. It's an oil, they have oil money that from their pumping oil on their land. And so th- this family is not a poor family. This family, this Ryan family, they're a very wealthy family, okay? But they still serve their country, okay? Now, Timothy Ryan, he was serving his country, and it's because, you know, they were wealthy, um, whenever he was stationed in a country um, that was safe for her to visit, she would just go there and she'd get an apartment and basically lived there while they, you know, while he was stationed there. Okay, um, but at, when the Bosnian War hit, you know, um, when he was fighting in the embassy, he was stationed in the embassy in Bosnia, and there was actually war in the Bosnian War, so he retired. He retired from the Marines after he did his tour. He got up to gunny sergeant, and then he retired. He went to college and got a doctorate in economics. And so we're at the current place in the book. This is the prelogue, okay, the backstory. So he's now a economics professor, and him and his wife are there. He starts having kids. He has a son, and then several years later, several years later, like, 17 like um 17 years later they have a daughter now the son's name is Jason the daughter is Elizabeth right um during this time you know um right before um Jason turns 18 the uh Timothy Ryan is working on a research book on basically the economic policies of government agencies, and he's using he's having a an accountant, uh, one of the accounting professors, work with him on this book. He did a freedom of information request for accounting records for five different government agencies. Okay, 
So they were going to compare economic and accounting practices for for five different government agencies that do different kinds of government services. And they were doing a compare and contrast thing. Okay. So, but the one of the agencies that he was requesting records on was an agency that was actually captured by communist spies that controlled this agency. And they were using this agency to basically launder money and to fund illegal activities of bribery, espionage, terrorism, and murder. Okay, this is what they were doing with the government tax dollars that they were siphoning off from this one government agency. Okay, now these records, if ever audited, would reveal this siphoning of funds to different places. And the, the leader of this conspiracy, the leader of this spy, this communist spy incursion into government agencies could not allow that to happen. Now, who is this government incursion? Who is the leader of this spy organization, of this cabal? It is the director of the FBI. And his the second-in-command of this cabal is the Marine Corps Commandant, the four-star general of the Marine Corps. Now, these are high-level people that have basically been trained from years back who started their career and throughout their entire career were spies who were basically put into government positions and promoted through other like like-minded leftists and promoted and given promotions and moved in their careers so that they would be at top levels. And this government incursion of the left has infiltrated almost every brand, every agency, every every executive organization in the government. Okay? And this will re show getting those records will show this. They could not let this happen. So the director of the FBI, after meeting with the Marine Corps Commandant, okay, ordered the assassination of Timothy Ryan. Okay, they have to and make it look like a quote-unquote accident. Well, they did not kill Timothy Ryan. They arranged a quote-unquote accident but who was driving the car? Not Timothy Ryan. Who was in the car? Not Timothy Ryan. It was Jason Ryan and his wife, Robin. Robin was going to the doctor um, while she was pregnant with Elizabeth. It was discovered that she had cancer, ovarian cancer. And she put off treatment until after Elizabeth was born. Now, Elizabeth was two months old, and the doctor okay, was, was beginning tr uh, cancer treatment and ordering tests. Timothy Ryan had a, a faculty, had a staff meeting at the university, at the University of North Texas, where he was an economics professor, and so he could not pick her up from the doctor. Uh, so, and, and um, his, um, and Robin's car was in the shop, so uh, Jason Ryan took Timothy's car to pick up his mother, Robin, from the doctor. 
And then on the way back, quote, there was an quote-unquote accident. And Robin was killed instantly. Um, Jason suffered a broken arm and a broken foot, a broken leg, but nothing else. Okay, so now Robin is dead. Uh, Timothy, who basically the sun rose and set with his fam with his wife Robin, he was massively in love with her, could not handle this loss. And father and son were very much alike. And there, the rift between them without mom as the buffer and the peacemaker, they just, this rift between them grew and grew and grew. The book goes into more detail explaining how this happened, but I'm going to leave you up for the reader. So Jason j joins the Marine Corps, goes off, okay? The rift, while Jason's away, the rift grows wide and wide apart. Now, uh, Jason wants to have a relationship with his little sister, but doesn't want anything to do with dad. Dad wants them to have a relationship. So um, Uncle Douglas, the Earl, the general, the Royal General, the Royal Marine Corps General from England was called in. And so basically what happens is during Jason's leave, when he has on leave from the Marine Corps, he would go to England and uh, Elizabeth would be flown there because they have private jets and nannies. So she would spend time with Jason. So she grew up having a very, for seven years, had a very close relationship with older, her older brother. But she never saw him in Texas. They, she was always going to England and seeing him in England. Okay. Now, then, so over time, um, seven years has passed. Now, J Timothy, this is now we're at the, where the first chapter of the book is. Timothy and Jason want to re basically have a good father-son relationship. How does that happen? They have no idea. They, the, the book goes into detail about this. So Timothy has to basically, there's, God is telling him, hey, wake up. Not going on his head. You have to fix this with your son. You have to restore this relationship. Resolve this relationship. And he could not get any sleep, right? Everything he was doing, these thoughts keep coming into his mind over and over. He keeps pushing away, pushing away. Finally, he gets to the point to where, where basically he starts listening to God. And he says, okay, God, I will, I will restore this relationship. So then how? He meets with his priest and his, his two best friends, or one is parish priest, and the other is the department head of the psychology department at the University of North Texas, two people that he has gone to school with, they've known since they were little boys, and they're all best friends, okay? So this, doc, this head of psychology, university department, doctor, uh, doctor of psychology, and his Catholic priest, they come together and say, you first have to deal with the grief of losing your wife. They basically make him go to, to grief counseling and to deal with that. And through that, he realized, he basically learned what he was actually blaming his son for the death of his wife when it wasn't his fault. Okay, so then he has to resolve that issue with his son. How is he going to do this? There's a letter-writing campaign. Okay, he writes a letter laying it all out, how, how he, he, he's begging for forgiveness. 
for blaming him for the death of his mother, which would he he now realized that he was one doing subconsciously, and two he no he he never really intended to blame him. Okay, he was he was re, he was basically reacting from grief, and so with that going on, the son has to learn how to forgive both himself and his father. Um, Timothy learns how, how he has to basically forgive himself for his actions. So, so these types of things are going on. Basically, these, these psychological events, but trying to rebuild this relationship. This is the core aspect of that. Okay, and that's pretty much where the book starts and how it's rebuilding that relationship during a war during um, assassination attempts, all the actions of, so it's, there's a lot of action. There's a lot of spirituality into it as well. So that's what it is. So I hope that you, that I piqued your interest. Um, I talk about these stories in other sections of the podcasts of the constitutional Patriot podcast. So please, um, the constitutional Patriot podcast is available wherever podcasts are found. Please subscribe. It's free. Um, thank you very much for listening. God bless you all and God bless America.